welcome back to Mildly Mannered Podcast. I'm Marissa Machado. And I'm Claire Campbell-Mosley. We're coming to you from a cloudy day kind of in LA, which is should be a song. I'm sure there is a song called Cloudy Day in LA. Should be. I know. But it is. It feels it feels a bit like fall today. I know, but good to see you. How nice are you doing? To see you too. I'm good. I'm good. Good. What's been going on? Not much, you know, just trying to keep everything going. It's it's hard. This nine to five game is is real and is hard. Um, but I'm glad to be here today. And, and you were in town this week, right? Yes, I was in town oh, this week, thank goodness. Um, things are back to normal on the home front, so it feels good. Um, but nice. I'm I'm excited to get into what we got going on this week. All right. Well, should we just pop it off with weekend rewind? Hell yeah. All right. So I feel like I feel like your weekend rewind is is better than mine. So why don't you why don't you just start? Well, I yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good Friday night. I mean, again, it's so funny. I think feel like since we've started this podcast, like all of a sudden I've become this person in LA that's like a celebrity uh, spotter. spotter when I was happily living my life before, like not being phased by any of this. Well, you didn't think that you needed to speak about it because <laughs> it really is a, like an occurrence yeah. living here. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I don't need to talk about it. But suddenly yeah. you see people and you're like, oh, save this. this. I know. I literally, um, Anna was like, this is going to be good for my podcast. <laughs> but so needless to say, we were house sitting for my friend. We were walking to dinner. This beautiful, it's this restaurant called Eleni Oyster. It's like kind of like a staple in Silver Lake. It's amazing seafood. You'd love it. You and Jeff got to come. Actually, you, get, you went there one time for my birthday oh, several okay. years ago. Anyways, place we go to all the time. We're walking there because my friend lives nearby. So we were able to walk to dinner, which is nice. And as I'm approaching, I spy a girl with short hair and some dark raw denim jeans and I just think to myself oh there's gonna be another lesbian there and I keep getting closer and the blonde or short hair starts looking more familiar and before I like am like I'm probably like you know a good like 10 yards away I'm like I nudge Anna and I'm like Anna that's that girl from that feel-good show you probably don't know this but there's a show called Feel Good. Okay. Um, What's it on? It's on Netflix. Okay. It's about, like, it seems like it's a loose, uh, it's one of those shows where it's about a comedian starring a comedian. Okay. It seems like it's a pretty much a, a portrayal of the actress, or they, I think they might be a they, uh, May Martin. Mm-hmm. And she's been kind of this breakout oh, star. I know who she is. Yeah. She's on um, that show, Flight Attendant. She was in season three of Flight Attendant. Okay, yes, yes. And I have Facebook specifically so I can see what my family's up to. Oh, okay. And her ads keep coming up. Because she's coming to LA. In, on my Facebook page. Yeah. So that's funny. I know exactly what you're talking about. So it was pretty cool because, like, I really, I mean, for a lot of reasons, I resonated with that show and her character. And it was just kind of funny to me because I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, and she was there with her girlfriend, which is always good because, like, it's always nice to, like, you know, she's not like a famous person where like you see her with her girlfriend in the paparazzi shots. Right. So I was like, oh, girlfriend was super cute. Great back. Just getting a little intel yeah. on her life. Yeah. You know, to pass along to my fellow lesbian army who probably don't even care and know. I think none of them really did care. Yeah, know. They might. Um, and then, so that was one. And then we proceeded to get seated and Anna's face turned super white. And I was like, what's going on? She goes, it's. Malia and Sasha, Obama's Oh, okay. okay. Yes. Which were like, I thought that was pretty cool to see them. One, they super much, like they're so so grown up since like the time I saw them. And I was like, also like, good for you, Anna, doing a really incognito, like a really 
you know, that's well, a I mean, left a center have, celebrity sighting. Were they by themselves? So or was there security? They're like, no, that's exactly what I said. I was like, babe, I don't know if it's them because the security would be here. Well, was, I mean, but you don't get Secret Service when you're not the president anymore. Anymore, so, yeah. Uh, you know. And but anyways, it was both of them with their friends at this table. They were super like friendly. Like the one smiled at Anna when she walked by. They like didn't have like the big car service or anything. But I, I yeah, it was super cool. I mean, it was just funny because I was like, like Anna, I feel like could be sitting next to Tom Cruise and not recognize no, him. Was. But it's like Malia and Sasha. She's like, it's Malia and Sasha. That's funny. Like, they're probably. I mean, they're probably close in age. Yeah, exactly. That's the pro- <laughs> like that's the thing. To me, it was like those were those kids. Oh, those kids. Yeah. Had. But to her, those were I'd like peers. Them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I. I mean. I don't know that I that I know yeah. it was them when they were younger. I would, but not not current. No. I guess I'm not up to them on current. But those are cool. Those are great. Cool. Yeah, funny. those are great sightings. It was a, it was a funny. It was like a two for one banger for a Friday night. Okay. Um, so what did you guys get up to? Well, Friday we had to go down to San Diego for a job. So one of my clients had like a tequila garden oh. there at a restaurant. So it was like the opening of this tequila garden. Um, it took us four and a half hours to oh, get to San Diego nightmare. on a Friday. It was a nightmare. Fortunately, we should do neither, a... neither one of us had to drive, so that was nice. But oh, that's nice. Yeah. But um, what's that? I was gonna say we should do a a, a a section called LA problems, and this be one on the list. I thought you were gonna say we should go to San Diego, and I was gonna say <laughs> no, no. So um, I've just been to San Diego a lot this year. But anyway, so we get down to San Diego, do my job, and then we go to this opening and. I just have to say there weren't celebrity sightings and I don't know for a fact, but I could guarantee there are one or two or five OnlyFans sightings. Really? I don't Ooh. know for sure, but just the eye, just eyeing the crowd. I mean, it, it, was, like an, it was like an OnlyFans convention, like these outfits, dresses, cat suits, the whole thing took cutouts to like a level that I didn't know existed. In common going out attire. Nor did you know we're available for purchase? Well, probably. I knew that. There's everything for purchase, <laughs> True. right? True. This is just like a Friday night. Oh, I'm wearing this out. I was I was completely blown away, but like um good on them, I suppose. But yeah, that those were my sightings. Um that's I mean, that's a whole phenomenon. I feel like there's people with OnlyFans, like it's going, it's running kind of the gamut where it's like I feel like during COVID, a bunch of people started doing it. Right. And then and, and we're public about it. But then, like, now I bet there's, like, low-key people I know that I don't know have I'm sure. Fans, I'm you sure. Know? Well, the thing about OnlyFans now is, like, you know, I think people are thinking, okay, I can post, like, basically almost naked on Instagram for free. Yeah. Or I can go on OnlyFans. I'll show you my nipple as well as the rest of my boob that I've already shown you for free. And I'll get paid for Make it. Make a couple of grand. I mean, some you of know? these people are making millions of dollars doing it. Um. If you guys hear anything in the background, that's just a pop, little poppy entertaining. Just yourself. a little girl in her pig. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the whole, I mean, I watched that whole documentary where like Bella Thorne, I guess, caused all that controversy by joining it. It was kind of like, well, a I think a she made like a million dollars in a month or we something. I don't think she showed anything. So it was kind of like one of those. You things. don't have to. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Apparently. Um, and I learned this from the Housewives of Miami, Larsa Ooh. Pippen. Ooh. Apparently, and I don't know what she does on there, but you you really make the most money by engaging with the fans. So them just messaging you and getting a message back from you alone costs money. So it's oh. it's the amount of times that you correspond between each other wow. that you start banking the money. So think about how many men, women, whoever 
are lonely and and they, and and they and they actually feel that they're having some type of personal relationship with you by corresponding For and yet sure. they're paying you to do it. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't realize that. Cause I feel like I, I mean, I watch all those like 90 day fiance ones oh, right. and those people, it's like, they literally like pay per like minute to talk to some of these girls. And it's like, I mean, it can be like $10 a minute. Like it's like not like a dollar a minute type situations. And I'm just like, wow. Like, that's just an expensive side hobby. People do a lot for companionship. I mean, and I'm going to get into I have, more of that when we go to I've TV. I've done a lot for companionship in my lifetime. I've spent probably a pretty penny on I don't wooing, doubt it. wooing some women. I don't doubt um, it. Um, well, that's good. And I think, um, I mean, I feel like that's a good... Yeah, that's kind of it. And then, you know, regular stuff. I did get a new haircut. No, super cute. Yeah, love my Loving new haircut. It. And yeah, just basic things. So, um, I do, I, I did have something I wanted to kind of touch base on and, and we don't really have an official section for this. So I just threw it in under random thoughts. Let's do it. I had this funny random thought and it came to me because of a particular situation in my home. Okay. So I'm, I'm leaving my house the other morning to go work out. And I noticed that two or three of my neighbors have their, their sidewalk painted, you know, on the curb is, uh-huh. is fresh, white paint, black, you know, address. And I look at mine and I realize, oh, you can't even read my address. Oh. And then I rem- re- remember that last week I had a nurse come here to COVID test and she was parked like three doors down. And I said, where are you? She goes, oh, sorry, I couldn't read the dresses. I just assumed on my house. I didn't even think yeah, about yeah, you know, yeah. the curb. Yeah. So <laughs> I messaged Jeff and I said, hey, we need to get our curb painted. You can't even read our address. He says, yeah, they left something on our front doorstep the other day. He goes, you know what? I've got white paint. I could just get some black. And I was like, no. What is it? $20? Like, you can't even get a salad for less than $20 in this town. A smoothie from Air One for less than $20. Like, it just like. But he'll be damned to pay someone to do a man's job. But it's also one of those things that's like, it's not just being cheap, period. It's being cheap about specific things. And then it really just got me thinking. And then throughout the day, conversations I was having, you, I was picking up on people, the, the smallest little things that it's like being cheap about, but then spending elsewhere. It's like, oh, well, if I'm going to save this bit here, and I'm sure it is smarter. I'm sure to some degree it's smarter, not the curb painting, but the the skimping on other things to save in I mean, the long run. Yeah. I think that like, I am that, like, I am the epitome of that, like dichotomy of like, I will spend on something, but then I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. But that service, $3.99 service fee. Actually, it's kind of like, a callback to your ASOS. Yeah. So, yeah it's so. exactly a callback to that. But I also think that we've got to remember about Jeff, that Jeff is a CVS coupon whore. Yeah, he's a top top saver. He loves it. Loves it. Like, I remember meeting him and getting into a conversation with him where he buys. He buys the extra razors because he has the coupon for it. to make the deal. And I I love that attitude. I mean, I was raised in a very coupon-happy house. Okay. I think that you and I, I think you and I are different on this topic. I understand the desire to save money because when I do put in that bronze code and I see the amount of savings oh, I go down, that. I get off on it for I, sure. I do too. Like I, I, I shop at Trader Joe's, but if I am at CVS and yeah. you have like an extra bucks, you know, especially if you get a five bucks, yeah. trust me, I like that. Nordstrom, as I mentioned oh, previously, yeah, for sure. you get 20, 
20, you know, 20, whatever, naughty bucks or something. I love that. It's incentive. I get it. But this home that we've been investing our lives in and our money in and our future in, what's the 20, $25 so, to get the curb painted? So do you think that it's not more of like a, a call out to saying like, I'm willing to pay for services that of things I don't think I'm capable of doing. Like, and that's kind of like how I feel, right? Like I'm fine with buying something like an expensive piece of jewelry, even though it's tiny. And I know the production was a lot less. I can't like, that's not replicable, but when you do charge me like $4.99 for processing or something like that, I'm like, you're just ripping me off. So maybe to right. Jeff, he feels like I'm completely capable of taking a spray can and a couple of numbers out there and doing it myself. Slash maybe he wants to do something like that on the weekends. Anyway, but I, I just it just made me laugh. It just it, really it's a good it's a it's a thing. It's with funny when you notice it about you know people. And then again, like I mentioned throughout the day, I, there were a couple other incidences that that had me thrown, thinking, "Oh my god, it's the same exact it thing." It is, but it's a, just it's different a scenarios. Thing. People people take it to extremes. I mean. I have one of my good friends. It's like she has put her foot down on bottled like sparkling water. So now she offers us this sparkling water that she does like she has a With counter the soda stream. Yeah, it's not sparkling water, but like I'm just like, how much money are you saving by not buying the sparkling water? A lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's one where uh, <laughs> you're not gonna get me on. I don't buy bottled water. I do buy sparkling cans to have at my house. So if other people want them, because I don't drink sparkling water, only mixed with my wine. God, yeah, you're spritzers. But I don't buy bottled water. I drink out of a refillable. Um, nah, you're right. I probably got about daily, and I, it does save a lot of money. You're right. I probably got about three half drinking empty cans of sparkling water between the three of us over yeah. the past two days. We're like, I'll drink this again, but it's like hell no. No, it's disgusting. You open it once and then it's done. I know, as I'm sitting here with my Pellegrino. Um, all right. Well, I guess let's get into, um, I don't know. I had a little bit of a thing that I thought that we could do. Okay. It's a kind of a, like, I know this is a little bit out of your favorite topic zone. Okay. But I think, and in listening to podcasts for the year, over the years, and, and in all of the type of, like, stuff that I've, like been seen lately on TikTok and all this stuff, there is this kind of like theme that's happening where it's like notes to your younger self slash like notes to your future self. Right. And I wanted to ask you, and it could be, we'll do it really short, really concise, two things that if you, that you could tell, like when you were younger that you would tell your older self. Okay, two things. Two things. And it can be anything like cut your hair, don't cut your hair, do this, don't do that. Okay, I mean, these just came to me off the top of my head. Good, that's and the best going, way. And I'm going with them. Okay. The first thing would have been is someday you will grow into and learn to love your nose. <laughs> that's a big one. Marissa, I, you have a wonderful nose, but it's and great. Like I said, yeah. someday you will learn to love it. That's a great And one. I have. But as a young girl, that is something that definitely was always on my mind. Always on my mind. And second would be... That nobody else is thinking about you. That's the best one. Because everybody is so absorbed in, the, in themselves that they're not really thinking about you. So the things that you're sitting and worrying about, did somebody think? No, because they're sitting there thinking, what did somebody think about me? Yeah. They're doing the same thing you're doing. So we're, you know, that that's something for me. Well, I think we definitely, as women, we're all victims of that. And I think that's the best thing that's happened with age is the ability to understand that no one is thinking about you. No, really. no one really cares. Yeah. No, those are great ones. 
um, as we talk and hope people care. <laughs> exactly. People care, but I, but it's more of that, like when I was younger, for some reason, and this is probably my inflated ego of my 20s, like I somehow thought that like me walking into the room, like it was almost like a scene of a movie where everyone stopped and looked at me. Now that never actually happened. I bet but in my head, that's what was happening all the time. Well, the, you're the star of your own show, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But now, like I often am having to like, give on advice on this topic because I'm like, are you thinking about the fact that any of your coworkers left early? And she's like, no. I'm like, so then none of them are thinking about the fact that you left early. Exactly. Like little things like that, where it's like, that took me into my thirties to understand. And the freedom that came from realizing that everyone is as self-absorbed as you are. So therefore no one's thinking about you. Everyone's just thinking about themselves. Yes. It allows, it allows for your like so much freedom, yeah, so much freedom and such a, a waste of time in this constant analyzing. Energy, so yeah. like your own energy. Um, yeah. Okay, what are two things you would tell your younger self? Well, honestly, my first thing, because I had no one that wrote this question, was be yourself, no one really cares. That's what I wrote, my quick note. Um, Funny. And again, that coincides with a lot of things. I think that like being gay for a long time was something that I obviously like had to tread lightly on how to approach that topic with people. But at the end of the day, I really realized that just the same way that you do, that people don't care as much as you think they do about right. you, even even your friends, right? Like your friends love you to death, but like, but I'm not sitting there like turning over at night over something my friend did, right? I'm sitting there tossing, turning over something about myself. Right, so, but I mean, would, to, to your credit, when you were in high school in St. Louis, Missouri, yes. there were not just lesbians walking around talking about no, no, being no, 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 openly no. gay. So, you know, I'm sure that absolutely was. It was. But I think it also like that as a, it, that happening, that growing up gay and not being able to talk about it plays a, plays a role in your life in the future of constantly feeling like there's something wrong with you and you have to hide it. So I feel like my mom has even talked about this to me before where it's like, there's almost a delayed adolescence that happens where like maybe that like part of me that would have like gotten a little bit more confident more quickly, Makes like sense. took longer to come out. Well, because you didn't actually, you weren't actually being who you are. Well, no. For so the first once, like 18 years of life. So once you said, this is who I am. Yeah. Then you started living. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. What's and the I, second thing? The second thing is, and this is something that I've only learned recently in life, um, is fix yourself before you like date again is, is I really think that so much of what I see in my life and, and in, 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 in other people's lives is this constant, like jumping from relationship to relationship, thinking that the problem will fix itself instead of taking the time to fix yourself before you introduce a new person into your life. And also just for yourself, like, I think that I, if I could tell my 25 year old self one piece of advice, it would have been like, take a break, work on the issues that have already been brought to your attention as issues and establishes a sense of self, establish your kind of direction in life, establish your friend group, establish all of these things that you'll forever be able to carry with you before you start thinking anybody like some love of your life is going to come in and fix it all. Well, again, you were living sort of your teenage years in your 20s. Exactly. Exactly. There you were. But yeah, I think that that's it. Like if, if you see a problem, get ahead of it because it's not going to magically go away. That's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. 
I feel like we got like a, a random list of stuff today. I know. And it is kind of this random. This is actually going to be good, though, because this is actually how our conversations go when these mics true. aren't here. That's sure. We do jump around a bit. Um, okay, you so, jump and I try to follow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is a real random one, and we can edit it out if it makes no sense. But I read this article that really intrigued me. Okay. That basically, like, and I should have Googled the names before talking about this, but every that is Zendaya and Tom Holland's relationship real? Or is it one of these Hollywood studio stories? Like for the movie. For the movies. And so I think this is a TikTok that I got lost in the sauce on. Okay. But it basically Those TikTokers do break it down. They do break it down they with their little are, heads in the air. Like they're the future of PIs are previous TikTokers. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I have only gotten to TikTok in the past three months, and I swear to God, I'll, I lose hours mid-afternoon you could, sometimes. You could. I've done it. Um, I'm, I'm not in a TikTok haze right now, but I've been in TikTok yeah. hazes. Yeah. But so basically, is what they do that is this lineup of like Kirsten Dunst and Tobey Maguire. They were together for the his entire run of Spider-Man. Okay. And then supposedly Leonardo came in and was like, this is not like, get out of this relationship. This is ridiculous. And then there was an, another one that was like a, that basically every guy that's Spider-Man is at the time of his Spider-Man career is teamed up with the Mary Jane is like with the star of the time. Right. And Zendaya is definitely like the star. But wait, isn't Zendaya also in Spider-Man? Yes. Yes. yes so yes. you're saying, are you saying that it's a big star or it's the, the it's, lead, the Mary Jane of it, the movie? It's the Mary Jane of the movie. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Thank you for guiding that. Okay. I, um, have not seen uh, Spider-Man since Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Yeah, I don't Dunst. think I have either. I have zero interest in that movie. I have zero interest in Tom Holland or Zendaya other than her fashion. I love her fashion. But their relationship, I guess I never think about it. I mean, I find mm. that article interesting and it could just be like coincidence. coincidence. But it's a strange coincidence. Because I do feel like studios back in the day, like they always well, they talk did. about like ma making couples, right? They did. I mean, the the studios, you know, in, in early Hollywood owned the actors and actresses. You only made what they can, what they called pictures for that studio at the time. Yeah. And so a lot of times to promote movies, they would partner up, you know, their male lead and their female lead. And that would obviously sell it more. Yeah. And that was, that was really common. And I think that people do still try to, Try to, try to stunt that to this day. However, I do think that's a long time to keep up a facade because they For have sure. been together a couple years now. No, but they, I mean, it's an odd pairing. Like her and the Jacob guy made total sense. I thought it was hot. Yeah, they that was great together. Yeah, that Jacob, what's his last name? Lordy. He's beautiful. Who does he look bad with? No one. There Absolutely no one. He also has really crushed it out there. I mean, he's got a new girlfriend every week. Not bad. Props to him. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was really funny because I, not funny, I thought it was very interesting because when I saw Zendaya and Tom Holland dating, I was like, that's a bizarre, bizarre pairing. Now, right. who am I? Don't know these people as we, as we preface everything with, but I was just like, this just seems like two like really odd people together. But you know, I don't know. Again, we'll never know the truth, but I just thought it was an interesting thing because they, they had this TikToker, which I should know the name of, had a lot of information that persuaded me to believe that this might be a, a Hollywood look it, fraud. It, it very well could. It very well could. What yeah. do I know? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I've got. I think the one thing that I also wanted to get your opinion on was what do you think about 
Anna Anna Sorkin oh, being Anna released. Sorkin. Anna Sorkin. Well, it's Anna Anna Delvey. Del yeah, Anna Delvey. But actually, Anna Sorkin. So um, apparently, she's released from you know released from ICE, mm-hmm. and she has to maintain a job and somewhere to live. Yeah. And so with those two things, she could be free. So it's like, who's who's the next dummy <laughs> yeah. to to fork over a couple hundred grand? Yeah. The thing that I loved about the, the next um, the release McFarland guy that was the uh, fire festival. What yeah. was his name? The creator. Oh, she lived with him for a period of time. She before. did. So yeah, she needs to find that next guy to get her ghost there's, scam. There's plenty of those. Uh, the funny thing I read about her release was like, and. Anna's now residing in her walk-up apartment in the East Village. I'm like, okay, glad she's in a walk-up because we all know that, like, that's where she should be. Right. Too, there's, like, this picture of her leaving and it's, like, a graffiti door. And I'm like, you're acting like this is, like, some, like, really bad apartment. I'm like, every apartment I had had a graffiti door and I was still paying out the ass for this yeah, apartment. Exactly. But I'm, like, glad. Like, what would she be doing if she was on, like, Park Avenue in some, like, doorman building? We'd all yeah. be like, what the hell? Yeah, you can't. What did you think about that story? I loved it. I did too. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Honestly, I she was brilliant in regards to like, it's almost like if you don't believe in your, I mean, like, what she did is wrong. Oh, but if you don't yeah. believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? I know. I mean, and the difference is, I guess, because she wasn't like necessarily robbing people or like the Jen Shaw case of Salt Lake City where she's robbing old people of their money. Mm-hmm. Like that, that to me is disgusting. But, you know, Anna Delvey was... She was scamming hotels. She was scamming air, like private planes. You know, she was getting people to invest in her idea. And I believe that New York is now opening some type of um, Soho house esque place for artists. Her her idea like came into fruition. She just had nothing to do with it. Yeah. But I thought when we were, when I was watching it, the thing that hurt me the most was when she ripped off her friends. Like ripping off of your course. friends, yeah, not no, cool. That, no, I would never. Do Even that ripping that. off hotels, like there's a level of like I think that like a dignity that you should have about like the fact that you shouldn't look. Do, do I'm not doing any of yeah. these things. <laughs> no, I, I I've never not. walked out on a single bill in my life. I don't scam people. You asked me what I thought of the story. I said it was brilliant. Just like I felt like that um, tender swindler was brilliant yeah. to pull these things off. You are not a dummy. No. And I don't think what she did, like with the trying to get the investments from the banks, right? Like that's on them for being scammed. Like, exactly. I, like that's what I found so crazy. I'm like, I can't believe she got through so as many levels because- I mean, even to like get a loan on like a car, you have to prove all of this stuff. I mean, she proved out so many things. And it also goes into the idea that like, if you do surround yourself with the pe- the right people, you start getting away with things. You know what I mean? Like if she didn't have these other people to vouch for her, she would have never gotten away with it. So good for her. I mean, I, I do think that um, it's just also like totally a great example of like, I don't know, this attitude that people have where it's like fake it till you make it and they take it to the real extreme it's like how many of these people do I see like on TikTok that like have these mansions and have these crazy cars but I'm like well you have to work I'm really paying for this as Kim Kardashian said get your ass up and work I mean yeah I could the uh the guilt the all of it the fear I I could never live in such a way but yeah I did enjoy that story and I think it's funny that she's selling art 
I'm not gonna lie, I would think it'd be great to have a piece of For her sure. art. Uh, I think that somebody, I hope somebody good gets a, um, a good interview with her. You know what I mean? Where yeah. she actually talks and doesn't deny everything. That'd yeah. be interesting because yeah, just like own up to it. You're already out. I know. I mean, I think that I don't think this is the last we see of her. I Definitely think someone's not. gonna someone's gonna ride these coattails. Well, she wants to be famous. Yeah, that's that's at the end. She wants to be known, and and she's getting it. We're talking about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean that whole yeah that was that was an intoxicating program just because I was like so much of it was like also places I used to like hang out and party and then like I did Google search her and I like saw her photographs of people that I knew and oh I was my like gosh. but it makes sense yeah. like it it only makes sense but. At would, that time, at that time, especially at that time, it's like I just, I just wish I would have gotten to meet her when I, while I was living there. Sure, I would have been scared. I'm scammed. so gullible. You would have been taken. Been like, my, sure. new, my new friend Anna got a plane. <laughs> We're flying to Morocco. And at um, the time, I was working for Condé now, so I could have been, I could have been the friend that got scammed and put it on the company card. One time we thought you may have been getting scammed yeah. or taken by some other girl. So it could have happened. But that actually was, that was a I, good time. I, I actually, I was a sugar baby for yeah. a month. That was, that, that was fun to hear. That about. was an epic time. That was. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, I, I was curious the other day. I don't even know where I was. I heard somebody um, was talking, somebody posted on Instagram, maybe that it was International Lesbian Day. It and is. I, I didn't know that there was a spe specific day and I was wondering what that date is. So the date for, yes, national like kind of com lesbian day slash I think it's also like maybe I could be wrong. It's like coming out day is like October 11th. Um, so it was two days ago. So no, it was yesterday. 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 Yeah, okay. Um, and that's like when Madonna did that TikTok. And mm -hmm, did that exactly. Okay. I think, you know, I feel like as a person who obviously has been gay since I, I I came out when I was 19, right? And I had the dream dream situation. My parents were accepting. My friends and family from home were all accepting. Um, it was like, I couldn't have asked for a better coming out story. But what I think is so great about this day and, and all these people kind of coming out with their stories is it really isn't that case. It isn't the same for, for most people, I'd say. Um, so I think it's really a great opportunity for people to kind of like share their stories, share their journey, share their family's journey. I mean, there was a couple of messages I saw on Instagram yesterday, which was like people screenshotted messages from their mom being like, you know, it's taken me a while. I'm sorry, it's taking me so long, but I'm really proud of you as my child, no matter what your orientation is and, and yada, yada, yada. And I think that that's great because I think that um, for for other people to hear and see that they're not alone with wherever they're at in their process. And it kind of seems silly now that like anybody would have a problem with being gay. Yeah. But they still fucking do, especially the parents of 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 our peers. Um, you know, and and I think that it's just a really, you know, I didn't I didn't post about it because again, I felt a little bit like Mm, I don't really have much to say on this because for me, it was just, it really was, I was really lucky, you know, but well, again, also just because somebody has called something this international day now doesn't mean that you mm -hmm. have to speak out just because you're part of exactly. it. Exactly. I um, actually said she was proud of me that I stayed quiet on this day. She was, <laughs> she I mean, was impressed by she your was, reserve. She was, she was ready for me to post one of my throwbacks where like I, as a child, I looked like a little boy. So I tend to post these pictures of me like dressed in, full boy outfits because I basically grew up as a little boy. Nobody was surprised. No one was surprised. I actually showed it the picture of me. I have this one picture of me in this like army outfit with like a toy gun and a knife and a hat on and I'm so happy. And I like showed it to all my coworkers this last trip and everyone was like, 
this makes so much sense. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uh, but I think it's wonderful. I love it. I, you know, I've always been a huge fan of the it's get, It Gets Better campaign, which right. was something that was big a couple of years ago of all these people sharing their stories. And, you know, I've throughout the years been like asked in weird ways to like, to like, talk to people who think that their kid might be gay. And I always tell them the same thing, which is like, one, let the kid come to you. Right. But also along the way, the comments that you make about people being gay are the comments that they then interpret as your, as, as what you're going to be your reaction, your reaction to them. them. So make a point to talk about how that person's gay and isn't that great versus the kind of, you know, the negative, right. the negative, negative Yeah. Or like it's uh, yeah. So I think that like that's an easy way to show that you're a, a, an ally without being like you know as to your nine year old kid, are you gay? Like that's right. overwhelming. They won't even know if they are yet, um, and if they are, they're probably hoping it passes. But I think that uh, that's always been something I've said, and I, and I think that is kind of the best way is just you know lead by example and and be open. Okay. Yeah. But no, thanks for asking. Yeah. Thanks for paying I attention. Just, I didn't Shout know out. that there was a day that was, that I mean, was there's, dedicated there's to There's like National Hot Dog no, Day. No, I know there's there's the day right? So that's why I was curious how that day came about, what it was about. and I It's interesting it. that it doesn't fall in like June and July because it's Pride Month. Right. But I think maybe it's probably super saturated and I don't know. So they're trying to spread it out yeah. throughout the year. Yeah. Spread the joy. Give us gays a, a little opportunity to like, you know, share our stories. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, all right. And then you had a note about Ralph Lauren. Yeah. So I saw this. I mean, Ralph Lauren to me is my most major influential designer. Now it's all American. It's all American, but also just, he was to me, he was just an icon from the very beginning. One, because I was just in Ralph Lauren Two, the combination of lifestyle and fashion, right? right? He really was able to merge the two and do it in a way that like did tie a very silly aspect of fashion, but like the status symbol, right? That, that little pony on the shirt was a symbol of status and, and was the first time where a logo was like attractive to the customer. I, um, Ralph Lauren to me, Mm -hmm. Ralph Lauren polo, whichever line of his it's, it takes me back to high school because it's wearing my polo shirt, you know, with my uniform to school, I had this red polo backpack. I mean, all the guys would wear the fragrances, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes me back to that time, but still in my, in my mind, it's forever. It's forever classic Ralph Lauren. It is. And, um, so I heard that he's actually going to have his tomorrow, October 13th. He'll be having his first day. This will be out on October 13th. He's having his first LA runway show. Which, Where is it going to take place? It's, I think it's in Malibu. Um, I think that's what I read. It's Interesting. Somewhere. So it's his first time where he's ever taken his show out of New York, which is like really a big deal. And two, um, I just think it's great for LA, like to get such a, a historic, iconic. iconic, historic brand to come here and do their their show here. Um, I mean, I I just love him as a person. I just think he's like the coolest guy ever. Um, but yeah, I was excited. I'm excited to see the pictures of it. It'll be interesting to see who attends. You I know? think it's going to bring out everyone. I feel like LA, especially like we are still trying to like build up our credibility in like LA fashion. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. Cause I, you know, in the last few years, Dior has done it. Um, Dior, I think has done it twice. I think women's and men's. And somebody else recently did an LA show know, as well in Venice. Was Dior in Venice? Anyway, maybe Dior was in Venice. But more and more, we we are seeing it. And I don't know if you remember a long time ago. I'm talking early 
2000s, well, you were in New York, but there was an LA Fashion Week. Oh, and, I remember LA Fashion Week. And that was, at the time, I worked for as a as an artist, as a makeup artist for Stila Cosmetics. Okay. And Stila would get hired by the different designers to do, you know, the models. So that was kind of, you know, my first foot in the door in LA was That's LA cool. Fashion Week. And I remember it was like, Proenza. I mean, there was legit people coming through at the time, but the actual event itself, it was it was at at Smashbox uh, Studios, I think. And anyway, the event itself was was interesting, but those were the days. Those, those were the days. I remember putting on a couple of events for LA Fashion Week, and it seemed like, I mean, again, good job to these people. I hope they all turn out to be very successful. But it very much so felt like having it be an art school. It felt like an art school exhibit. Well, that's the thing is everyone knocks it so much that it's like, why continue to try to do it? But maybe if these names, as you're saying, such as Ralph Lauren, continue and, and Dior and, and whoever else. Oh, St. Laurent did it. I think I was well. going to say, well, that was that one I felt like did it. In Malibu. Yeah. You know, if they continue coming here, then then maybe we'll get to see more of it. Well, it is. I mean, there's just, there's been a massive influx of New Yorkers to L.A. I mean, I feel like... It, you know, out of my friend group, it's like I was, I'm not saying this to brag, but I was the first. I was a lonely guy for a long time. And now all eight of them, like I'd say eight people that I'm close friends with, all the New Yorkers have moved here. Well, you can only handle it so long. No. Yeah. It's, you only want to. Yeah. It's, there was only two, so many winners I could take in New York before I had to jump ship. That's right. Yeah. Claire, let's get into some TV. I'm, we don't have much to talk about this week, but we each have a show that we wanted to mention. So uh, which one would you like to to talk talk about? Well, my flick of the week um, is the uh, family. A friend of the family. A friend of the family. Um, It is, I mean, it's based on the abduction of like Jan Broberg. Yeah, Broberg. Also based on that um, like documentary called Abducted in Plain Sight. And it's got Anna Paquin mm-hmm. in it, who uh, who forever will be Sookie Stackhouse to me from True Blood. Okay, I never oh, watched True Blood. Oh, but, she was yeah. delicious in it. Um, and it's just, it's crazy. I mean, you can't, it's got all the ingredients that I like. Abduction, weird, like, sexual deviant behavior, family dynamics. And then it's all set in, like, the 40s or the 50s, where it was just such a repressed time. Um, and I don't know, it's a great... I, I'm enjoying it. We are excited to watch it. Okay. So this this show's on Peacock for anyone that wants to check it out. A friend of the family on Peacock. And so last night I, I saw this note in, in our shared section and it was like seven o'clock. I'd finished my whatever below deck Bravo show oh, I had. And I said, okay, let's check this out because Claire's got it in the notes section and I just, I just want to take a look at it. And so we put it on. And again, it's 7 p.m., which isn't late, but it's dark out. Uh-huh. And I preface this by saying I don't normally watch scary movies yes. because as a kid, as a, as a little girl, I constantly thought I was going to be kidnapped or abducted. So we put this on. I read the description. I'm kind of like, all right, let, let's see. So it starts with the interview of Jan now as an as a mm-hmm. adult woman. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the show. And I'm telling you, it's about, oh, 16 seconds in. And all of a sudden, the little girl is going to dinner. Anna Paquin puts her daughter down, or going to bed. Anna Paquin puts her daughter down for bed. Good night. Good night. She's laying there. She thinks she hears something. There's a shadow in the window. And every, (laughs) I I shaved most of my body. Every hair was 
standing up on my body, on my neck, everything. And Jeff says, I don't think I can watch this before, before bed. <laughs> and I said, I don't think I can watch this at all. And we turned it off. I was terrified of being abducted as a child, like terrified. Yeah. I would go in my parents' room. I remember one time I would convince myself somebody was in my room yeah. touching my legs. Yeah. So this is not a show for me. I did give it a shot. Well, I'm glad you did. Yes. But um, what's funny is on that note saying I don't watch scary things. Everyone's been talking about Dahmer. Have yes. you watched Dahmer? Yes. Watched it. Cruised right through that. Okay. Um, it was wonderful. I mean, right. I think that like, it's such a good story. Did not know that the, I was not aware of the, I think the homosexuality that was involved in it all, as well as I did not realize that it was, that he was such a, he, predator, he was such a prey on, on black, black and black, brown people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I didn't realize that that was such a focus. And I think that the other part of the show that I'm like really beginning to like reflecting upon is just like how wrong it was how many how many red flags were waved and he continued like there i mean again this is a different time where like we didn't have the computers all stuff but like enough red flags were warrant were were waved on that man that had he gotten in trouble with the police ever again after his first you know conviction should have just been taken to jail i mean so it's a sin so everyone's talking about how good it is and how hot jeffrey Dahmer was and people are in an uproar about that and um i we decided to to watch it because all of a sudden Jeff says, "Oh well, what's it what's it about?" We watched the trailer and and then he's intrigued. I said, "Okay, I'll start it, but if it's too much for me, I'm I'm just going to turn it off." For sure. We start it, and you know, the opening episode is you know basically where he gets caught, and it's it's really hard to watch. And you know, there are some scenes where I I would sort of not look at the television, but for the most part, I didn't find it scary or gory. I mean. Uh-huh terrifying in in you know the whole scheme of it all and what happened but what's so what's so interesting and sad at the same time is with these ryan murphy stories you don't know what is true and what's not so then you find yourself going on this deep dive Mm -hmm. whereas you know you learn that tony higgins who was the deaf guy he just met him one night yeah they didn't have a couple day relationship you know so he never resisted the urge Mm -hmm. like it shows him doing with this one guy yeah and, you know, a lot of these parents of these young men are extremely upset that their names are being used, that their that their oh, likeness is being used okay. without even being given a heads up. You know, they're, they're reliving this. And I'm sure to some degree there could be some embarrassment that comes with it or I don't know. I mean, yeah. But you're right on the red flags. It's those police officers are so maddening. It's, yeah. it's just disgusting that they keep blowing all these red flags off. I mean, that poor boy sitting there, that's basically a zombie at this point. He's like giving him a lobotomy and they still let him back in. They let him go back in. But if you were to watch the friend of the family more, you'd run into that as well. It's, it's this, I'm so glad that the world has moved in the direction it's moved where like they were basically trying to explain in one of the episodes what a pedophile is. I mean, there wasn't even like, that wasn't even a, a common word. That was like something that like, we didn't even know people did. And obviously that's not something that just started. I mean, that's something that's right. been in, in our, in the human vocabulary or well, na- oh, well, just been an oh, act nature. of human behavior for forever. And it's so sad that, that that didn't even have a word at one point. So, um, yeah, both kind of, I mean, kind of ending this on a dull Speak, note, but, but speaking of having a word for something, the fact that there's a word for the disease of a human that is sexually attracted to organs 
blows my mind. What is that word? I couldn't tell you, but it's on the show. So he's meeting with the psychiatrist and he says to him, you know, are you, what is it about it? He's, you know, they're shiny. The Uh, organs are shiny and there's an actual disease where some humans are sexually aroused by human organs. And Jesus Christ. And, and it goes back to humans always liking shiny things. Right. So looking over, you're one of those humans. I do. I I like sparkly things. And, and anyway, I I found that so interesting, so disturbing and, you know, all all of the above. I know it's such a guilty pleasure. I mean, like, I I feel like I look at myself sometimes. I'm like, why do I fill my, fill my brain with all of this kind of violence and all of this stuff. But I think that when I watch it, it, it's somehow just watching humans that are just so different than me that somehow, like, I just find it so intriguing. Well, you're learning something. I mean, regardless of how much of the show is real, it's then it's then giving you the drive to do the deep dive yourself exactly. and learn the real stories of Jeffrey Dahmer, of whoever it, it is. Be. And also, I do think it also is good in a certain sense to watch, to be grateful for the fact that I do think like even the Ted Bundy case, it's like we're so lucky like technology has hurt us and technology has helped us hundred percent. And in the way that it has helped us is it has made it a lot more difficult to be a criminal. I mean, you used to be able to commit a crime in Oklahoma and another one in Missouri and then never connect the two. Of course. Um, all right. I think we should end it on that note. Should we get into what? I mean, do we you got, have a, do you have a gripe of the week? I of course have a gripe of the week. Okay. What's your gripe of the week? I'm going to just name it one word. Okay. It's called slack. It's called slack in working environments. Okay. Everyone that has a job probably knows what I'm talking about. I have been feeling, I mean, I even spoke about this for about 30 minutes in my therapy session. Um, this software is wonderful for helping us all communicate fast. It is also does not take place. The, it does not replace an email or like a phone conversation. It is this immediate decision-making thing that I feel is not allowing me to do my best work. It's making me feel panicked to work versus being able to say how I used to be, which is I get this email, outline everything that kind of needs to happen or things that we need to like get, you know, get organized. Instead, it's all day planning something that really does require some thought and some some organization. It's not. And so I really just wish that there could be like, Honestly, like slack etiquette, where it's like over etiquette, like yes, slack etiquette. Like if it's if it is requires two periods, it's a email. If it requires like one, it's a slack, and like there be like rules. I feel like it's a it's a it's a like a lawless land, this okay. slack land, and somebody needs to like write the the rule book because people okay. are breaking the freaking rules. Okay. All right, what's yours, Ben? I don't have a huge gripe of the week. My gripe of the week I'm just going to go with is that I'm still sleeping on the mattress on the floor waiting for my bed and my new closet doors that came don't fit. So now I don't have a bed or closet doors. It's like it's gone from college bedroom to like crack house real quick. I like it. I dig it. Autumn had me sleeping on a mattress on the floor and she still gave me a chance. I mean, it was due to like all my stuff was in storage situation it's it's a it's a vibe i like it in there the one thing is i can lay on my mattress and just look at all my clothes yeah you know (laughs) i can just stare at them and a little fun fact about marissa's marissa's closet is quite the sight it is beautifully organized by color each shoe has its own rubbermaid container i mean you're 
closet is like a architectural digest closet. So well, I wouldn't go that far. My closet is made up of many closets throughout the house. Um, but well, doesn't matter. They are very organized. They are organized. Um, all right. So uh, yeah, I guess that's where we'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, everyone, thank you so much again for tuning into mildly mannered podcast. We so enjoy sharing this with you. Tell your friends about us, you know, hit us on Instagram, throw us a comment, throw us a review. Yes, please ask us a question. We're, we're not, a, we're not opposed to answering any question that anyone might have. And yeah, thank you for listening. It makes us feel good to know that people out there are actually listening to something that we're putting out there. <laughs> Hopefully. All right. Well, we'll see you guys. Same time, same place. Bye. Bye.